elevating ourselves above God. What's that? Elevating ourselves above God. Elevating ourselves above God.
that you actually receive and you're able to, to be more free in everything that you do, right? To break free from those chains so that you can let it up and if you feel like it, you can say, Hallelujah! Right? But how many of you guys would say, Hallelujah! As I look around and make sure nobody heard you. I still do it sometimes. Like, in the right places, it's like, I want to shout out, Amen! People are going to think I'm weird. Amen is a sign of what I agree with you. Hallelujah is like a preaching. That'll preach. That's a good word. I believe that. So, so making disciples is what? Do you have to have every answer? Is that why you don't do it? Are you locked up in this perfection thing to where you can't go do it until you get all your poop in a group? Right? Well, one, of the, one of the things that we talk about here at Torn, our creed is Christ-centered and Christ-honoring relationships built at the speed of trust. So through a relationship, we're actually making disciples by being who you are. That the imperfections that you walk with might be the very things that people need to feel a comfort level about it. There's a way to pick up a cactus that you don't get hit by all the pricklers. There's a way to love up on people where you don't have to be a prickly cactus. You do not have to get to the point of perfection before you go and make disciples. But understanding some of the things that God has to do in us, and understanding some of the gifts that God calls us to and gives us, those are the things that are actually going to encourage us and set us free so that we might do the very thing that God's calling us to do. And it will almost become a point of accidental because it becomes who you are, not just what you do. It becomes who you are. So we are a missional church. That means that we believe in missions. We believe in going out to the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely. We believe in bringing the hope and love of Jesus Christ to a nation that needs it. That's what it means for us. And we're going to do that through Christ-centered and Christ-honored relationships built at the speed of trust. So what are, what's the breakdown here? And I put it like that just for our, uh, our ADHD friends. Who can look at that screen and go absolutely bonkers because nothing is in alignment? You're welcome. I, I literally did that on purpose. Like, I'll just project someone. Thanks. Is that mean? Or am I helping you to get over it? <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> so, one, our first week this week is going to be on how God loves us. Next week is love God. Three, love one another. Four, therefore go. Five, our authority in heaven. Six is our authority on earth. Seven, making disciples. Eight, baptizing them. Nine, teaching them to obey all that I taught you. That's your breakdown. It is in your bulletin. So how God loves us, understanding and receiving the truth about how God loves us, has to be step one, because what's the likelihood, what's the likelihood that you're going to go and do anything and you don't believe in your mission? Right? Like, why am I going to go and spread this thing about Jesus Christ if I don't even believe that God loves me? But yet there's people who will receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and still not fully understand who God is and how much He loves them. So we walk with this tendency this hesitancy, this timidity, instead of a boldness. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense or not? You can say stuff. I'm, I'm meaning to be interactive. I like, I like to make sure that you're all like, awake. Because, I mean, there's days I think I put my car to sleep. So does it make sense that understanding God's love 
just make one. Angel, what's your favorite kind of fish?
Think about how much he loved them. Color to fill the eyes and encourage dreams. Like, can you imagine, like, you're looking and you dare to put a certain color on a certain thing. Like, oh, I can only imagine what that would look like in this. Even if you're, like, in clothes, like, you like clothes, and you're like, man, this would look so sharp in this color. How beautiful to have that palette, that gift in your heart, in your mind. It encourages dreams. It encourages visions because God loves us so much that he wants us to have that. Greater than we can imagine. So let's keep going. So he made the birds and he made the, the fishes over the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea. The great sea creatures and every living creature that moves. The platypus in relation to a beaver in relation to a duck. We might have had to bet on some, some minor mood altering thing to get us to go that way. Now we just get to <laughs> what were you thinking of? <laughs> it's so funny. But why wouldn't he do that? Why wouldn't he give us laughter in nature? Why wouldn't he give us joy in nature? Why wouldn't he give us joy in everything that we see? Why wouldn't he? Because that's how much he loves us. Right? Like all these things are gifts from God. And we just see him as things. And it's time, beloved, that we start seeing life as a true gift from God. We start seeing the beautiful green. Ethan talked about it the other day with me, about what a pain it is in the spring to get the gardens going, to get the logs straightened up, to get everything ready. But he was given a gift to sit on his patio and look at the beauty. And though man was given the gift and the opportunity to manipulate and and to care for these things, the ultimate gift giver is God because every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Because the Father of life, the Father of love, is the perfect gift giver. He understands and loves perfectly. It's not a question. So let's keep going. According to their kinds and every wing bird according to his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters of the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. Who's a morning person? I absolutely love morning. But you know the people that are not morning people, because your type of people anger the Different and yet different. 
And then there comes a time when all the leaves are off of it, and it's just a barren tree. And they look so ugly. But if that's all I saw my entire life, would that be enough? Would that be enough? You see, I'm settling for a maple tree and an autumn leaf maple tree. Well, there's a silver maple tree down the way, and there's a pear tree over there, and there's oaks over here, and there's aspens over there, and birch over there. And everybody's favorite, the cottonwood. And then if all I look at is the trees, then all I see is the trees. I don't see the forest through the trees. I don't see how beautiful that expanse that God created is, and how beautiful is everything that happens inside that forest. And so God, I see just the trees in the forest, but what about the birds in the forest? What about the squirrels in the forest? What about all the things that happen in that ecosystem, am I seeing the love of God in all of it or just the trees? Because it's all a gift from God who loves us so amazingly. Is it about a certain measurement of his wonder? What is it about creation that you find or feel God's love the most?
It set me up for where I'm at, but set me up here so that I would fail or I would not succeed. The enemy sometimes has more patience than I do. He's been playing the long game on me since birth. But I praise God because he's been playing a long game better than Thank you. 